Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, giving leaders the tools and information they need to grow and change their worlds. Now here's your host, Dale Dixon. Project management, continuing the conversation. Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. I'm Dale Dixon, along with Ron Price. Ron, great to be with you. Good to be with you again, Dale. So the Complete Leader Podcast is a companion. It'll stand alone if you're just out looking for podcasts to listen to, if, you, if you're growing in your leadership journey. It also is that companion to the book, The Complete Leader. Every week we dive deeper into one of the principles that are outlined in the book. And this week we are taking a look at project management. And as we discussed in a previous episode, uh, project management, while it's not a specific section in the book, it really covers and brings together so many areas that the complete leader defines and helps us in our journey to becoming a more high-performing leader. So, Ron, why don't you bring us up to speed? And uh, we talked about project management at the overall level and the importance of it for truly being a high-performing leader. and working within a high-performing organization, but give us that, that high level for folks who are, uh, might need a reminder or are just listening for the first time. Sure, thanks, Dale. It, project management is uh, a way of managing a large number of activities and to coordinate resources and coordinate people so that you can accomplish something that's significant, something that you want to get done. One of the best examples I can think of from the client work that I've done over the years is that we've done a lot of work with uh, commercial construction companies where they're involved in these big projects that have lots and lots of subcontractors and you've got to get materials and oftentimes you have regulatory issues, you have to get approvals as you move through the project. They're very complex projects. And I've seen uh, superintendents or project managers for these commercial construction jobs have very sophisticated systems where they're able to bring together this plethora, this huge number of details and people and requirements and decision gates and lots of things they have to accomplish in order to get that job done. And their goal is always to get it done on time, under budget, with quality. And that's one of the greatest examples of project management I can think of. For most of us, the work that we do is not as complicated as that, but the principles still hold that if we can do a better job of organizing, of keeping track of the details, of coordinating and collaborating with people, of moving through those different decision gates or those milestones, we can be more productive and applying the same amount of energy, we can get a greater result. That's why I think project management is such a great skill to develop as a leader. So let's talk about uh, for this episode, ways to develop that skill, put it into practice, so to speak. Again, it begins by having a clear idea of what your end result is, of what's, how, how success is measured. And oftentimes, this is tough work for us. So we oftentimes will shortcut this. We'll say, well, for instance, um, I've been involved with uh, writing or co-authoring eight different books now. So we think, well, getting the book done. But no, a, a great result is much more than that. It's getting a book done that's visually appealing. It's getting a book done that has a good flow of content that's easy for people to read and easy for them to, to follow the flow of the book. It's getting a book done um, that 
has a minimal number of errors that you'll find years later. There are a lot, there are just so many different details involved in doing something like that well. And the more that you can think about what the end result should look like before you start into the project, the greater chance you have of optimizing your success. So some of the questions that I like to ask at the beginning of starting a project are things like, are these results distinct and significant? So I might have, for instance, with a book, I might have three or four key results that are going to reflect superior performance in that book. And I'm going to say, are they distinct from each other? Are they, are they different or am I saying the same thing in different ways? Are they significant? Is it going to make all of the effort, all of the expense, all of the time and focus necessary to write a book? Is it going to make it worth all of that investment? Because that time's gone. You can never get it back. So whether it's a book or it's a commercial building or it's a convention or it's whatever the project is that you're working on, can't, have you defined those results well enough that they're clearly distinct and they're very significant? And then I ask, are there ways that we could measure these results? Is there some metric, is there some methodology that we're gonna be able to use at the end to evaluate, to do what the US Army referred to as an after action review, to identify what went well, what could we've done better, what did we learn in the process? And then the next question that I like to ask at the beginning of a project is, are these results realistic? in relationship to the resources and timelines and systems that we're going to have. And it takes sometimes some great project management skills to recognize what's realistic and what's highly improbable. And sometimes you're close to that line, you're close to the edge. I, one of the famous examples that we hear used over and over and over again was when President Kennedy challenged NASA to have a man on the moon within a decade. That, that's a huge project. <laughs> And that broke down into so many smaller projects, which were large in and of themselves. And the question was, was it realistic? And they really had no way of knowing at the time, but they had these decision gates as they moved down the path where they determined, can we keep going or do we have to reframe this? And obviously most of us don't have that large of a challenge, but it's still good to ask the question, is this realistic? Or is it mm. highly improbable? And how much risk are we willing to take on this particular project? Probably 90, 95% of the projects that we're gonna plan are not gonna fall into the improbable category. It's the rare one that we really take that big risk most of the time. It can be realistic if we break it down to uh, uh, small enough chunks. If we identify enough ways of assigning roles and responsibilities to others and bringing them in as a part of a team, and if we. The better we do all this thinking before we get started, the quicker we'll be able to move through the real details of putting a project together. The sage wisdom of start with the end in mind. Yeah, that's right. We have to give Stephen Covey credit for penning that phrase, which is so meaningful to us. Absolutely. So it sounds like you're leading us down the road of goal achievement that we covered in 2.5 of the book. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But the big difference between goal achievement and project management is size and scope. Project management usually involves lots of goals that are all connected together for some bigger result. But you're, you are utilizing many of the same practices that you utilize with your goal achievement skills. So give us some, some examples. Well, we've already talked about a good definition of your results and why they're worth the effort. That's the first thing. 
next thing that we talk about in goal achievement that applies in project management, but in a more complex way, is your ability to see the individual steps that are needed to succeed and the time that's gonna be necessary to be successful. So it's your ability to imagine, we'll do this, then we'll do this, then we'll do this. And imagination doesn't all have to happen inside the brain. Sometimes you develop that clarity of the steps by beginning to draw them out. You can either draw them out in what we call a process map where you draw a little rectangle and put the task and then align to the next task and the next tasks. And there are different kinds of project maps that we often use when we're planning a project. Um, but you can also just make a list of those tasks on a spreadsheet where you just go one, two, three, four, five, six, we're gonna do this and then this and then this and then this. That's goal achievement, but it's at a bigger scale with project management. And of course, when we talked about goal achievement, we talked about it's important for you to be aware of what obstacles you might run into and how many of those obstacles can you prepare for in advance? The same thing is true in project management. What obstacles might we run into and how do we overcome these obstacles? If you can think those things through ahead of time, you might not identify every obstacle that you'll run into, but I'm pretty sure you'll, you'll identify the large majority of obstacles that you might run into. And because you thought of them ahead of time and thought about how to overcome them, you're ahead of the game when those obstacles come up. You sort of give yourself a smile and say, you know what, we were prepared for that. And you've got more energy, more creativity to apply to those few obstacles that you maybe weren't even able to anticipate. Another thing that's very similar between project management and goal achievement is asking yourself, what do I have to learn new? What new skills or knowledge do I have to gain to be successful here? And I often think that the best projects as the best goals are going to force you to get better. They're gonna give you the opportunity to develop some new skill to learn more. So that coming out of it, you didn't just get the result of the project, but you became a more expert leader or a more effective leader in the process. And then of course, we've spoken of before how important it is both in goals and in project management to identify specific milestones along the way where you can monitor your progress and you can make mid-course adjustments that are necessary in order to be successful. So not only goal achievement, Gail, but as we talked about in the previous podcast, we're bringing into play resiliency and flexibility and self-management. These are all skills that are an important part of getting a project completed. You've really opened my mind uh, around this concept to looking at what I'm doing on a day-to-day -day basis and applying a project management system to be more effective. Um, I've written a book. The, I didn't even think of it at, from a project management standpoint when I started the process. Uh, and now looking back, I can see how it applies in so many different areas. So when should we be thinking about a more formal process for project management in our, in our work? Well, first, I, I'd like to confess that um, this is not one of my strong points. Um, as a leader throughout my own evolution over time, I began to realize there are certain things that I'm naturally good at, and I enjoy them a lot, certain things I really work hard at, and um, I'm just not wired in a way where I can be successful here. And I've done lots of project management, but it's always sort of forced, self-enforced. Um, I like to think of it, I'm managing myself from the outside in because it doesn't come naturally from the inside out. So um, I think there are many places that you could use project management skills to get better results, quicker results, 
to touch all of the notes that you want to touch in getting something done. But in general, you're looking at a project management concept when you're working on something that's going to take a longer period of time to complete. And I usually think in terms of 90 days or longer. Now, it could be shorter. And especially if project management comes naturally for you and it just becomes a part of the way you think, it could be shorter projects. But for those of us that struggle with it, I usually think of, okay, I'm going to use this system from the outside in when I have something I'm working on that's going to take 90 days or longer. Uh, or another example would be uh, using project management when you're working on something that's going to have a much greater benefit if the level of execution is much more robust, the level of execution is much more intense. You, uh, you want to reach higher levels of excellence and you're going to pay more attention to details. That's where project management comes into play. I think another place where project management is important is where you're involved in something that has high stakes associated with it. So this isn't just something that I'm doing for the fun of it. This is something that has a strategic impact on the future of my job or my business or the organization that I serve. So anytime you're working on something that has high stakes associated with it, project management skills are going to give you a greater chance of success. And then the last place that I think of where you want to think about using this project management framework is where you're involved in something that's going to require the contributions of several different people, particularly within coordinated timeframes. So we've got deadlines. We have to have it done by this time and by this time and by this time. That, that, and a lot of people are going to be involved. Project management skills not only help you to manage yourself, but project management skills help the whole team to stay on track and to perform at a higher level. So this is the second in a three-part conversation about project management, and uh, we're wrapping up this time, but what can we expect in part three? Well, I, I'd like to talk about a fairly simple way to plan and track your project. And uh, today, there are so many options out there. There are so many different software programs or apps you can use to help with project management. But I'd, I'd like to give the basic framework of how you plan and track a project throughout the project. And then let's talk also a little bit about the importance of team morale or the synergy of your team to be successful in project management, because we really have to balance the systematic part of project management with the interpersonal part in order to hit a home run. Fantastic. So this is the Complete Leader Podcast. The idea is uh, we'd love to have you pick up the book, The Complete Leader, and listen to the podcast to really add in and bring to light those topics that are brought, about, uh, brought up in the book. If you haven't read the book, though, the podcast definitely stands alone. So thecompleteleader.org is your go-to place for leadership resources. Thecompleteleader.org is the place to be. And while you're out and about on the internet, if you would drop us a line, we'd appreciate it. You could contact Ron through the website. Also, if you would rate and review this podcast, we would be most grateful. Go to your favorite podcast listening app, just click the rating. And if you have a couple moments, write a quick review. It helps bring this podcast up higher in the search results for people looking when uh, people are looking for leadership-related podcasts. So we definitely appreciate that. Any final words for us, Ron? Well, uh, again, I would like to encourage our listeners to expand your thinking about how project management skills might help you 
to do your work more effectively and to get things completed more quickly. And also one of the great advantages of great project management is you have a documentation, you have a record of what's been accomplished that you can go back and refer to later. It will help you with future projects if you've done a good job of um, defining, formalizing the way that you work toward getting a project completed. Thank you. Ron Price, co-author of The Complete Leader, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to The Complete Leader Podcast. Find more online, thecompleteleader.org.